Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of True North Nerds. This week, we're going to talk about Masters of the Universe. Revolution. 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 I uh, I got the subtitles mixed up. Don't sit on the cat. I'm not going to sit on the cat. And uh, we are sans Kevin this week because he is a jerk and he's in Florida. Or no, no he's, he's in, California. in California. He's a jerk and he's in California. California. That's right. Get it right. Nobody's going to get that reference. You so. did. Half of the people. I always do say wait, that. You remember our, our, who wait. our listeners are. Our That's audience will get that reference. That's a good Julian's point. the only one under 40. Oh. <laughs> Julian, think. if you don't get that reference, Drew, uh, we need to do oh, a movie Drew's night. Oh, under 40. That's right. <laughs> So, uh, to start off the show, we have Jen. Hi. And we have Ryan. That's me. And we also have Petra. You'll probably hear her meow. (laughs) She's staring at me indignantly. Petra, the podcast kitten. Because we're we're actually recording in uh, Jen and I's home. Yay. Because we thought it'd be easier this way. We'll see if that holds up. (laughs) Ryan. Yes. What's in the news this week? We got a bunch of new trailers. Uh, we're going to start off with a real banger. We got the full trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Yeah. We got two full trailers because there's an international trailer, which is different. Oh, I didn't watch the international okay. one. It's different than, well, as it's almost a bit of a different tone, but it, I almost feel like the international trailer gives away even more of the movie. Oh. It feels like when you're watching it, like, okay, and now I've seen the movie. Okay, oh, maybe yeah, I'll avoid it then. Um, but yeah, you guys saw it. I think it's great. I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, no, it, it looks, looks really fun. good. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a fun live-action version of the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, I was explaining to somebody the other day because they're like, do we need more Ghostbusters movie? I'm like... The the last one in this one are like a different type of movie. They're more of a kids adventure movie than they are like the the sci fi comedy that the first one was. The, yeah, the the last one was, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, so I could be misremembering. But it felt like it was a rehash of the original Ghostbusters movie, like a little too close. Not to say that I didn't enjoy it. Because I really enjoyed it, but like it felt like a lot of the same things happened in the original Ghostbusters happened in the in the new one. A little. Well, it's like I know, said, it's other than the big bad. It's been a while, so I may yeah, be missing. They, they turned yeah. into dogs. There well, were yeah, like, Stay Puffs. Other than the big bad at the end, because it was yeah, it was another Gozer movie. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this seems like to be a, at least an original villain, yeah. which is good. Which is partly why I'm looking forward to it. A little bit more than the first one. And like I said, it's not to say the first one was bad. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, it made me cry. <laughs> I like the idea that... So Dan Aykroyd is doing bits of press and stuff like that. And I guess they filmed part of this movie in England. Is he yes. still trying to sell his Crystal Skull oh, vodka? Yeah, oh, yeah. He was not trying to. It, always, it sells. It sells yeah. itself at this point. <laughs> but he was saying he, like, because of, you know, the... The ghostly traditions of England. He thought it'd be good to actually set a movie there, and he likes the idea of like making international Ghostbusters movies, which I I've been like promoting this idea for years. I am all for them. Does moving Dan around. Aykroyd listen to our podcast? No, but I'm really, pretty that goes sure. Right back to the first movie when Peter's like the franchise rights alone. Yeah, well that that's kind of what. I think, it, like, if you go back in our past episodes, yes, I think that when they announced, uh, what was it called, oh, the subtitle, Answer the Call, yes. the all-female one, yep. is my one gripe with it before it started is I didn't feel that it needed to be a reboot. I thought they could just make that movie as, like, it's a franchise. Like, there is now, and I, I still feel in some ways 
that's a way of doing it where you can do whatever you want with it. Like, you know, they open up a franchise in Shanghai and it's Jackie Chan and Jet Li are the main Ghostbusters. At least Jackie Chan. That would be cool. Jackie Chan and Stephen Chow, the guy who did uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yes. And, and uh, Shaolin <laughs> Soccer. Them in a Ghostbusters movie? That or, would be amazing. It'd be awesome. I, I, To be fair, I stole this idea from... The guy who uh, was head of Ain't It Cool News, Harry Knowles, yep. he thought that's what they should make the Pink Panther series mm. about. Like, the Pink Panther's the diamond in the series. Just have the diamond... I thought it was a pink cartoon panther. Ugh, that's the insulation. That's the insulation. But he felt that it should be focused on the diamond moves to various museums or exhibitions and stuff, and you center it around wherever it moves to. Like, you know, you could make a whole Pink Panther, quote-unquote, movie. Again, it goes to Shanghai, and the, like, stupid security guard in charge of it is Jackie Chan, right? And and you can do this all over the place. And I feel you could apply the same to Ghostbusters. Yeah, but going back to the Ghostbusters thing... I think because like, every single culture has its own unique spin on ghosts and yeah. mythology. And like I, said, I know from watching a lot of anime in my youth, uh, especially Japan has this really rich history of spirits mm. and ghosts and presences. And I feel like if you did that spinoff, it wouldn't just be the Western ghost culture like we have in the Ghostbuster movies now because, you know western culture yeah. but you could really spin it into the eastern cultures and you could get all so- you could have such a huge rich diverse um mythology to p- pull from for all these different franchises it's part and of I think I, that's what would make it really interesting yeah it's part of what i've always enjoyed about like the hellboy comic books yeah is he's not afraid to look into like the supernatural weirdo stuff of other cultures oh eastern european ghost stories would be creepy yeah. Well, just how many, you know, all those haunted castles in Europe, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I know Ireland and, and, and UK has really interesting spirits as well, Celtic mythology. Like, you could really go into this deep and it would be fascinating. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you probably watched it a lot more recently than I have. The cartoon kind of does that, right? Like they, like, they go into other culture ghosts than just, like... Yeah, I think there's a few. A little bit. They don't really do the the world traveling much on that. uh, But they did do a comic series where it was Ghostbusters International as part of their that uh, ongoing. And they went to different. They went to Europe and they went to like Italy and they went to a different. uh, I know Italy's in Europe. Uh, They went to a bunch of different countries and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, but every country's got its own take on things, right? So you could just do uh, go. You could just do Ghostbusters European and have a huge amount of Yeah. yeah. They were being, uh, it was, they were being loaned, uh, you know, which they were being run by, well, Walter Peck was like the government agent liaison in, in charge of them. And he was like loaning them out oh, really? to other people. Doesn't look like he does that sort of thing in the new movie. He might be the mayor in the new movie or something. I think so. It yeah. looks like it. I thought it, I thought it I Definitely some that. sort of office. Yeah. So the other teenage girl, going back to the new trailer. Which other one? Not. Lucky. E- not Egon's granddaughter. Lucky. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay, I have no... Did the they, sheriff's daughter. Is that who that is? I was going to say, is that the same yeah. character that was Everybody's the girlfriend? Just... So did they kidnap her? I don't know. Because she lived in that town. Like, she was not an adult. It's the summer. Is podcast in this one? Yeah, he just does not look like the same kid anymore. Because he's had a growth... Yeah, he's the, the little the Asian boy that was with them. That's that's podcast. I think they went through the the, the scenes easy. really quickly, and yeah, I, I yeah. missed that. He doesn't look like the same kid anymore. The, the I really need to rewatch that first one again before yeah, we watch this one. They filmed that first one. <laughs> that's yeah. true. The uh, the the blonde guy whose hand get fro got he's gets new. frozen. He's new, right? Yeah, he's part they're... of the like that that science crew that's the Ghostbusters Inc. or whatever. That... Yeah. What Winston managed to put together and yeah. his after he left the ghostbusters that's well, i think well really left. I think he, 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 he bought them out honestly the that's, i think that's my favorite or one of my favorite parts of uh the the history of the new ghostbusters like how they they made it progressing through time that's what i mean by history was that winston who 
was arguably the quote unquote throwaway character in the original ones because he wasn't one of the main scientists. He was just the guy that they hired. Yeah. Um, he is the one who holds them all together. And I absolutely love that in the first movie. Like, and he, the others don't even know. He just does it. And yeah. I absolutely love that. It's sort of also a part, a, a redemption for the character a little bit. Because, or, so the story is originally that was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And he backed out for whatever reason, either like money or he got a better deal yeah, doing Beverly Hills yeah, Cop yeah. or whatever. So they took a chunk of, like, a good chunk of his part in dialogue and divided it up against the comedic actors who were in the movie. So, like oh, so that Bill just, Murray, Dan Aykroyd. It just lessened his, his they, they role lessened even his more. Part. So like yeah. even like like supposedly, I don't know how true this is, is the the script that um, Ernie Hudson got like when he signed on for it, when he gets to set is he finds out like his part has been oh. diminished like terribly. Oh. So now he's like, that has been redeemed as yeah. he's got a bigger part. Yeah. Wow. Real world politics aside, I yeah. like that they wrote that part into no, the no. movie. <laughs> and I, yeah, I need to rewatch that movie before we go and see this new one because yes. apparently yeah. I don't remember it very well. Other than the teeny little stay puffs that wreak havoc, I love them. And they're still around. <laughs> so I'm hoping I get. I think the one that was more. calmly like putting his arm through a the, pencil the, sharpener the, and like, the, hi. The, hi. <laughs> hi, guys. And what did, and what did <laughs> we figure out? Paul Rudd is 54. Yeah. I'll watch anything with Paul Rudd almost. He's been some real stupid comedies, but for the most part, I will watch anything with Paul Rudd. <laughs> okay, so Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, new trailer. What's Woo! next after that long tour? <laughs> uh, it's got... almost like we really like Ghostbusters or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, people that do like Ghostbusters are 100% more cool than, people, than people that don't. So. <laughs> um, we got a trailer for Despicable Me 4, which is a movie that kind of came out of nowhere for me. I'm so looking forward to this. I love the Despicable Me movies. I have all three of them downstairs in a box set, <laughs> which now I'm going to have a fourth one that's just on its own, not part Aww. of the box set. So what happens when you you know, you know buy into a movie franchise before it's over? Yeah, so um, we're also going to have to do a massive Despicable Me rewatch. Does that include the Minions movies? No, no. Oh, okay. I don't... I don't. No, it doesn't. Yep, it does. It's I don't think cool. I've seen the Minions movies, but I only we like the ones with Gru. We started to and gave up. I yeah, I just like the ones with Gru, yeah. and the 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 well, three girls. The second one. Is he? Oh yeah, isn't it like yeah. Minions two? It's when they find Baby Gru. Well, he's a kid. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't really it's care weird. for the Minions it's, movies. There's something about those Minion movies that just like. Isn't as good as the Despicable Me it's, movies well, because it's just minions. It's yeah. the, the problem is that they not bad, but yeah, you know, they're not. They're, just, they're good. They're like a gag. Comedy, the point, the movie is yeah, nothing yeah. but the gag. The point of the minions in Despicable Me is to be the background gag. Like they're supposed to be like what Johnny Depp is in most of the first versions of the movies he's in, and then they take the background character and they make him the star of the next movie, and then the next movie's not as good because. And I hate to pick on Johnny Depp because he's a great actor, but they, he Johnny Depp's the hell out of it. Um, like the whole Pirates of the Caribbean. It was supposed to all be about Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley, and they got phased right the hell out. Um, so the Minions is the same thing. It's like, yes, the Minions are funny. Yes, they're cute. Yes, they're marketable. But I'm like, the movies are about Gru and his family and the, the three girls. And in this one, he has his own son who hates him. <laughs> and his twin brother in the third one. <laughs> Uh, and my favorite, favorite line from all of the Despicable Me uni uni uh, movies is, sometimes a unicorn is just a one-horned goat. <laughs> oh, I like the, in the this trailer. It's just with the, the minions in the pool and the one he's hitting the other with the pool. And he's like, he, he was like, stop, Bob. Stop, Bob. Stop, Bob. And he just get, grabs it and whack, 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 whack. And then then they yeah. lock, the one gets stuck in the vending machine. <laughs> And they shake up the the pop or whatever. They all, you know, when you hear fire in a hole, they pop it and throw it in. And it goes, and explodes on them inside. Yeah, see, the minions are great They're for great those for things, yeah. but a whole movie on oh, them. Yeah. No. Ugh, I don't. Ugh, yeah. Anyway, super looking forward to that. We're gonna have a Despicable Me movie marathon, which we watch all three of them. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Yay! Before, or after, afterlife. Which comes out first? I don't know when Despicable Me comes out. But. Yeah, so depends. <laughs> um, okay, another new trailer. This one was a new movie I hadn't heard of. It looks good. 
Uh, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Who's the director on this one again? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. That's it, yeah. There's only he- two reasons why I want to watch that movie. Henry, Henry Cavill. I yep. Put my muscles up. And the guy who plays Reacher. Yeah. Alan Richardson. Yeah, he's good too. I hope they both have topless scenes. That's my one ask for that movie. <laughs> Actually, no, it looks really good. <laughs> All things considered, plot-wise, it also looks really it, good. It's interesting because it, the it, part of it is based on a true story. But I'm looking at the Wikipedia for it now. How much? Is the, the, even Wikipedia, which is not exactly the world's greatest source of information for stuff. The film portrays a heavily fictionalized version <laughs> of Operation Postmaster. Yeah, because we a, just watched the trailer and it's like based on a true story. And I'm like, bullshit. It's a Guy of. Ritchie movie. <laughs> Just like Inglorious Bastards is based on a true story. Uh huh. There, there was, was World War II. World there War was II. World War II. <laughs> Hitler existed. Yeah. Um, the, yes. Man. That's there's, about all the there's similarities. There's a ton of those movies that like stretch it so, so uh, far. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yes. There was a place in Hawaii called Pearl Harbor. It was attacked. I'd never seen that movie. The battle sequence is great. The shoehorned in love story, not so. Not See, so everybody great. told me it was long and boring. Well, yeah, it is. Until like, the battle he was telling you what great. the good part yeah. was. The battle sequence is great. The rest of the shoe movie is a shoehorned in love story. Yeah, so I never bothered to see it because I was like, well, it's because it's long too, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but but anyway, back to anyway. Not, yeah, ungentlemanly warfare. So this movie is like geared towards me because it, it has looks Henry fun. Cavill in it, yep. has Alan Richardson in it, it has Carrie Elwes in it. It does. That's the uh, the guy who like brings him into his office at the start. Oh wow, that did not look like him. Yeah, I, the only thing is, I love is, Carrie Elwes. Um, who's I? I was looking it up. Do we have any idea who it is who's playing Winston Churchill? It may just be a cameo. But I swore to God it was Johnny Depp. <laughs> to go back to previous conversations. Uh, no, I have no idea. Yeah. If, if that's the case, then the next movie is going to be the sequel, and it'll be all about Winston Churchill's character. Yeah, they made that movie. <laughs> With Johnny Depp in no, it. No, it was Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah. who, who arguably would have did a better, a better job. job. Yeah. Anyway, it looks fun. Yeah, I like Guy Ritchie. Fun. Guy Ritchie movies tend to be fun, for the most part, the ones I've seen. I don't think we've seen the last one he did. Outside of his Madonna era, Guy Ritchie movies are super yeah. fun. We discussed that at the store this week. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so next little tidbit of news. Ooh, the long-awaited Star Trek Section 31 film has started filming. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good. So, yeah. so it's coming. Yep. Which one is that again? That's the one with um, the... The evil empress, yeah, the woman. evil empress Asian woman from what's her from, name from Discovery. She was the first captain. Um, she's a she's now an Oscar winner, isn't she? Yeah, she was in that. Michelle Yeoh. Yes, yes. We haven't watched Discovery in so long. I don't blame uh... you. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure where she falls in the timeline and where this falls in the timeline. Like if it's no. in the future where Discovery is now, or if it's in the past with with uh, the yeah Kevin with like Spock and them because Kevin would know yeah but he's not here so. I, I can only follow so many franchises so I leave Star Trek up to Kev- you and Kevin right yep. except for Lower Decks which is freaking hilarious <laughs> which we need to catch up on don't we uh, we don't have access to it anymore oh, because boo. it's on Paramount Plus yep boo uh, we got a trailer for the final season of The Bad Batch which also comes out, I think it starts this month. If it's I not this month, it's March. March say, is a big month. I want to say it's the 22nd okay. of, of February. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so spoilers if, for, for Bad Batch, but I think we already spoiled it. How did it end again? I know tech, season? tech dies. Yeah. Tech dies, well, they he get falls to Omega. His, air quotes, death. Yeah. The bad guys catch, capture Omega. Oh, right. The one with the creepy voice. Yep. He's he's captured too. Hmm. No, the what? guy with the creepy voice captures Omega. Well, I thought you were talking about um, the the clone with the creepy voice. Who's the clone with the creepy voice? Well, just the the one the, the crosshairs. The crosshairs. Oh yeah, he's no, he was already captured. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah. And oh, so, so they got to rescue Omega. Asajj Ventress. Yeah, I'm curious. With white lightsabers. Oh, no. Yellow, sorry. Yellow lightsabers. Yeah, I'm curious where... How... So... <laughs> Use your words, Brent. With the spoilers for a book uh, but that I, uh, uh, spoilers for a book that's been out for like six years at this point. She's dead. Books don't count. She's dead. Except this is an after book. This is one of those ones based on a Clone Wars script that didn't get made. Yeah, but a lot of those I know books they can count. say that, but like for the longest time, that's what they were oh, yeah. using no, as canon for it. She and uh, what's his name, Quinlan Voss, yep. go on like a mission together, and uh, she basically sacrifices herself to blow up the bad guys. Okay, well, yeah. she made it out in an escape pod. Is she it a good be. guy now? Well, she... mm, anti-hero would oh, probably okay. be the best. Of... So not Sith. Yeah, not she... Sith, not Jedi. Yeah, well, yeah. she okay. never Sith. She got screwed over at the end of Clone Wars. By... I only really watched bits and pieces yeah, of Clone I know. Wars. That's I was more I'm... focused on the Ahsoka story, so I only know bits and yeah, pieces so of the, Ventress. The last in well, the the, the non Disney Plus season, she gets screwed over and tries to get her spot, like or avenge her spot, and it kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Avenge her spot where? Well, she gets kicked out of the the Sith Apprentice, the Sith Apprentice program. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she was because she was Dooku's apprentice, yeah. who, who also was not really a Sith. She goes back to Dathomir, and then she ends up being a bounty hunter, basically. For is a she while. a Dathomirian? Yep. Yeah, she's one of the witches. Oh. what's uh, da- is Darth Maul? He's not Dathomir. Yeah. He's one of the, the guys yes, from that planet. But he, so yeah. the guys have spikes and bad paint, and the girls are all witches. He's a different species, technically. Oh. Yeah. Is Zarbak, I yeah. think they're called. Oh. And it's not bad paint. It's tattoos. Yep. Sorry, bad tattoos. You should say bad naming, because his Seamus O'Kill! Savage Opress. No, it's Seamus O'Kill. Much, much like Vince McMahon naming conventions, you can always tell a George Lucas named character, and that is definitely one <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It'll be good. You know, uh, the I'm f- looking forward to it. We get three episodes the first uh, first day release. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean that Maul's last name is actually Opress? His name is Maul Opress? So, yeah. <laughs> they explain that, that they're not like, DNA brothers, oh, they're yes. like. I think don't, don't the witches like conjure him? In that no, they give him pa- they give they him give power, him magical like, steroids. Yeah, <laughs> he's a skinny guy, and then yeah. they gave him magic, and then he's he gets like, the super soldier then serum. He's built like Reacher. He gets the super soldier they gave serum. Him the Dathomir witch serum. And, yeah, and you're a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> All right, moving on. You're a wizard, savage oppress. Uh, moving on. Oh, we got the first trailer for the long-awaited remake of Roadhouse. If I've been describing this trailer as if cocaine and UFC had a baby, it would be this movie. I have zero interest in this movie. Whereas Ryan and I are all for, for it. fine. Go for six it. Six Shades of Dumb movie. Yep. It's going to be a prime release, so I'm going to come over. We're going to pop some popcorn, crack some beers, and watch some guys kick each other's asses. The interesting thing Roadhouse. About- the interesting thing I found about this movie, what was that? Is like it looks all right. Like I think it, like if you released it in theaters, it would do well. It's not doing Avengers. <laughs> well, that Beekeeper movie did. Did it do well? Yeah. Okay. Not Avengers, but like it's all a case of budget and where it lands, right? Yeah. I think it'd do okay, but Amazon, who is the company that is making putting up the money for this movie has decided in their infinite wisdom to put it on amazon plus hence why ryan's coming over here to watch it did you know that amazon amazon prime is now charging an extra three dollars for their membership so that you don't get ads on amazon prime oh really yeah yeah wow and so it's already like 130 bucks a year and now it's an additional $3, I guess, a month so that you don't get ads on Amazon Prime. I'm like, what the hell? I wish there was a tier that I could opt out of the other crap because I just want it for the free shipping. I don't care about the movies. I don't care about Amazon Music. I don't care about Amazon Kindle books because they don't work on my Kobo. I just I want to opt out of all that shit and just get the free shipping. <laughs> anyway, that's my Amazon rant. There you go. Sounds good. I like it. Good rant. 
That's why I just get you guys to order Amazon stuff for me. Yeah. Is there still free shipping above a certain amount? I think so. Yeah, okay. But I just don't like shipping it to my place because it's always a pain in the ass trying whether or not I'm <laughs> dealing with people delivering it to me when I'm not home. That's our house is also Canada Post. Yeah. <laughs> so Doug Lyman, who is the, the guy who directed this movie and is the director behind The Born Identity, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge of Tomorrow, Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> remember Jumper? I remember Jumper not being that bad a movie. It also wasn't that great. I watched Jumper on a on a flight from Toronto to Vancouver. Um, he uh, lashed out at Amazon, like via public record in like some publications about how they've uh, they're not putting it in the theaters like they promised him. He said he's not, he's not going to do press for it. Or yeah, something. he's already boycotting a couple things. Yeah. But he... I, I just would like to read the statement. and Because I, every once in a while, I feel that like the piss needs to be taken out of somebody. Mm. And this is one of those instances. Okay. And some of his things I agree with. But uh, when Amazon bought MGM, which is the company that had the rights to Roadhouse, one mm-hmm. of the few remaining studios making big commercial films for theatrical release, like Bond and Creed. They announced they would put a billion dollars into theatrical motion pictures, releasing at least 12 a year. They touted it as the largest commitment to cin- cinemas by an internet company. So this is where I kind of agree with them. I can tell you what they did to me and my film Roadhouse, which is the opposite of what they promised when they took over MGM. Because they're putting it in. Uh, that they have no interest in supporting cinemas, but instead wants to sell plumbing fixtures. But the thing that got me is where is it? Basically, he says that this is a transformative performance from Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Like, you made a remake to Roadhouse. Yeah, but Jake Gyllenhaal was really good at it. That I love, but... It is essentially about a world-famous bouncer. This is not Shakespeare. This is not 12 Years a Slave. He was a UFC fighter who then becomes becomes a bouncer. bouncer. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I am going to enjoy this movie, but come on, dog. It's Roadhouse. That being said, like I said, it looks fun. And yeah. what's his name? Um, Connor McGregor looks like completely unhinged. I think in he was on, on cocaine when he filmed this thing. Allegedly. Allegedly. That Allegedly. way he can't sue us. Yeah. So, yes, looks yeah. like fun. Uh, and my last little bit of news um, we've got some casting news. Yeah. We got a Supergirl. Yeah. Why are you, why are you saying that? I liked the one from The Flash. I thought she was one of the few redeeming things oh, of the, we the knew movie. We weren't gonna, that she wasn't going to be shit. Uh, there another, gonna, is no. this another Supergirl show? No. no. This is the, the Supergirl movie that they announced when they announced yeah. the, uh, the DC. Girl of Tomorrow. Uh, that one, or yes. Woman of Tomorrow. Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's based on a Tom Taylor uh, miniseries. Yes. Uh, so it's Millie Alcott. Oh, sorry, Al- Alcock. Millie Alcock. She is um, the lead in uh, House of Dragon, the uh, with possibly the Game most prequel English female name I've heard in quite some time. <laughs> yes, I don't. It, it's nothing against her. I'm sure she'll be fine. But I, I kind of like. I really liked the the last one that they had, and I kind of had hope that they'd figure out a way to put her in. But no such luck. Mm. We're we're losing all connections to that universe. Yeah. So. The one thing I don't, given his other movies and how he hasn't been hesitant to put other cultures into these roles and stuff like that, is, correct me if I'm wrong, it really seems like the DCU is shaping up to be pretty white right now. Mm. Like, in terms of casting choices. Except for Maybe Blue Beetle. somebody, I'm trying, but like... Blue Beetle. Just a terrific... <laughs> He's going to be in the Superman uh, movie. Yeah, but he's not starring in it. No, but, but yeah. But we okay. See, we've only got Superman and now Supergirl cast in these DC movies as the stars. Is that the only thing that we've got cast right now? Yeah. Because what no, was the other movie? I thought there was something else. Oh, I guess the Creature right. Commandos, but that's, that's animated. Cartoon, so that doesn't count. Yeah. 
because they're enemy monsters, so it doesn't count. But uh, yeah, because the yeah, but, well, I guess some of the other parts later on they can definitely What's switch up. What's the first live action? Is it going to be Superman, or is there something else that they're already working on? I can't remember now. Because I know that we're going to get the Creature Commandos, I think, first. But I can't recall, because uh, I can't even actually right now remember what the other movies were that they said they were going to be doing. Um, I know. We're, oh, what what are we what are they calling this at this point? DC cinema is it DC cinema DC no not DCCU it's like DC extended universe or I don't know what they have a name for it. But oh, we got a hot girl in the in, I think in the the. Uh, Superman movie as well, and I think she's culturally appropriate. Oh, okay, maybe. I don't like I don't to be that person, but like oh, it was just like. Eh. Uh, I'm trying to. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what the movies they've announced. I remember there were the, there were odds when they were like odd choices to be starting a franchise. Creature Commandos was the one that threw us both off. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm vamping while they both play on their phones and try to find it. I don't know what Jen's doing. But. Uh, chapter one, Gods and Monsters. I'm waiting for you guys to figure out what the DCEU is called. <laughs> uh, Superman Legacy. Yeah. The Authority, The Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, oh, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Thing. Yeah. So we haven't got a casting for Batman for Brave and the yeah. Bold yet. Creature Commandos, That's Waller, animated. Lanterns, Paradise Lost, and Booster Gold were the TV series that were announced. Yeah. So, yeah, we're. I think we get Creature Commandos first. Yes. And then we get Superman Legacy and then the Authority. Yeah, the Authority. Okay. I'll walk it back a little bit because the Authority is like that, that team was fairly multicultural to begin with in the okay. comics. And you could like... There's no reason why Midnighter couldn't be black or Asian or anything like that. There's like you can do whatever you want with uh, him and um, Apollo. Yeah, just do whatever you want with them. <laughs> like it, like it, it wouldn't. Like yeah. I don't. Nobody's going to cry about it for sure. Well, someone. Well, will. yeah, but they're it's, idiots. It's the internet. Someone will cry. Yeah. Um, but that's it for my news. You guys got anything? Mm, no, actually. No? There you go. It was a slow week. And that's the news! Da, 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 da. So, uh, now on to uh, Masters of the Universe. I have the power! Revolution. The, what was it, five episodes? Five episodes. It was way too we... short. So, in listening to Fat Man on Batman this, just this week, I think it was an episode that came out like, last week, um, he talked briefly about it. We we should specify Fat Man on Batman is Kevin Smith's yes. like Kevin nerd Smith, it's podcast. His podcast. So him and and his friend I forget who's, who's Mark Bernardin, yes, who is a comic book writer and screenwriter, screenwriter and stuff, comedian. I think maybe maybe he was at one point. He, he makes his he money off of writing comedy, more than anything yeah. else. Um, they discussed a little bit about how it came about and stuff, and that it's like the you know Netflix, I guess. The it, revolution, or sorry, revelation, yeah, did well enough that Netflix came back to them and was like, "Okay, cool, you can do it. Do another one." Um, and like, okay, cool, great. And then like, well, and this time it, it can only uh, do it five episodes because that's what the algorithm says. You know, when the the algorithm says this and like this oh, okay. and that, and then it's like, oh, it would have been better if it was only five episodes. Bullshit. <laughs> My thinking is whatever the algorithm. When that one, other one came out, it came out in two five-episode chunks. So it was probably if it's uh, again, it was like, oh, well, you know, this five episodes were watched more than these five episodes. Yeah. Or, or they, when people, like, well, they watch it in five-episode chunks, so it's like, it's probably because it came out in five-episode chunks, not I'm trying to think of the... Overall, the ten. See, and this is why people shouldn't blindly follow algorithms. Yeah. But I don't know the algorithm. The yeah. thing is, is any, is any of their... Other animated stuff, five episodes? No, I don't think so. Everything I'm else trying is to like think eight it's, to ten. Yeah, I want to say Cyberpunk is, is not twelve, but I, I think it's like eight. Yeah, I think Blue Red Samurai was either eight or ten. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. So in his talking, they really you know they had to keep that in mind. 
you trim the fat. Mm-hmm. That's what episodes have a real fast pace. Yeah, yeah it, it was too it, too there's, fast. There's, 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 there's like, he said there's things that you know, yeah, they would have liked to have had like another episode or two to put on the season so you could let a few more things like breathe as you're telling it. But. Yeah, because having it at that pace just made Adam come off as really dumb, like really dumb. <laughs> but even then, you kind of feel like they should have built uh that's what i think kevin was probably referring to is building a building up yeah it, it's like, like Keldor coming in yeah like that well, would have made more sense spoilers. oh yeah major spoilers that would have made more sense because like adam never struck me as a dumb character in the first series well i mean i don't know not but across as no let me be, oh, so let me finish so in the second one it's like okay so he's got to decide because his dad says so between the sword and the scepter. So in the space of like, I don't know, not even a day, he's like, I want to be He-Man. Hey, stranger who just wandered in and is claiming to be my uncle. Guess what? You're king now. Yay, I'm free. I'm like, what the? F- t- you don't even know the guy. You don't know anything about him. You don't know. He, he, does, he says he's your uncle. You have no proof. You have nothing that verifies this connection. You don't talk to anybody else. You just are suddenly like, ah, fuck it. Here you go. You be king. Like, why not just let your mo- your mom reign for a while if you're not sure that you want to be king yet? Like, no, maybe them's against the rules. Well, he's the fucking king. He can change the rules. He did at the end. Well, that's very true. <laughs> the, it uh, just it just made him seem, and maybe that's his character. It just made him seem so like he's supposed to be a hero. He's supposed to be you know best interest of the world of the planet of the community he's supposed to be like a paragon above everything it just made him come off as a petty selfish brat <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but definitely kind of dumb yeah the uh i would have given randor's death a couple more beats too yeah because it's kind of like they're on a venture he's sick and he's dead yeah. Like it, it like it's well, bang 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 and, very and that's quickly. That's the problem with only yeah. having five episodes. Yeah. Yeah, no and it's entirely because of the five episodes. If they had spread it out over even 10 episodes, they could have made the whole grieving process could have you yeah. know made it make more sense. They could have been like Orko goes and figures out that Keldor is who he says he is. They could have had Skeletor could have had a longer period of time to come to terms with his past. Uh it would have been faster than Tila's like <laughs> I'm a sorceress. Now I'm green. Now I'm not. Oh, now everything's going crazy, yeah. and now I'm awesome. <laughs> that being said, the I thought the funeral scene for Randor was really well written yes. for yes. a cartoon. Yeah. Yes. Um. There's like three new Tila action figures I need now. Yeah. Before we keep going, did we all like this? Yes. I did. Oh yeah. Like oh, super fast pace. I definitely time, enjoyed it. As just though that was my criticism. Like the whole yeah. time, I'm like, he's such an idiot. <laughs> I think it's more of a misplaced, you know, youth and grieving and, you know, not, and the, like, well, the whole, it sprung on, like, he, he just had an adventure with his dad, you know, he's finally able to, my dad knows my secret, we were adventuring together, and you're dead. See, but the thing is, is that you're left to make those assumptions, like, that's something the show should be telling you, or showing you, and again, it's because of the shortened time that they had, so it's nothing against the show itself, but I feel like that's not like you shouldn't and especially in a cartoon like this you shouldn't be having to think of what his existential crisis is they should be showing it to you yeah <laughs> um so on the stuff that i liked uh i i love how they they've switched up he-man bits of lore here and there but still kept it going such um, as well, the the stuff with Skeletor and Keldor, was he, is he always, is Keldor always Randor's, like, half-brother? Keldor, so I wasn't aware of this, when and where this all started, but Kevin, Kevin Smith mentions this in the podcast, too. Uh, that's a character, or that whole idea was from one of the later stories, like I think maybe the 2000s cartoon. Yeah. Was when that whole thing, when that character came from. So that's what he was saying. Like when they were writing this, they started pulling. So I guess the other two co like co showrunners runners or creators of this, one was a guy who worked on like with the old cartoon and like like, like on the two thousand X or before that. Um, the I don't know. Yeah, but just like, he's like 
I have a the question. The keeper of He-Man. And then the third guy that worked with them was, he was one of the guys that wrote the DC run that we both really oh, liked. Oh, the comic book. Yeah. Okay. Why couldn't Keldor become the prince? Was he illegitimate? Yes. yes. So he, the, the blue skin part. He become the king. Yeah. They, he was a prince. They don't mention this. So it's the, they're another race on Eternia. You best know them as, you know, the Cyclone guy. He's a blue guy and with a yellow helmet and stuff, and he like spins around like the toy spins okay. around. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where he's from. He's from the same island. His- well, I guess I got that he was a different race on Eternia. I, I, but again, because of the fast pace, I assumed that it was their father's first queen was one of those people, and then he, she died, and oh, see, I just assumed illegitimate, like right out yeah. of the gate, and so then from the. Either from the com- DC comic run or that 2000s cartoon, where it, um, it's yeah, like yeah, local blue-skinned woman that lived in a hut, you know, had a good time with the king. In I which think. case, his claim to being king at the end, when he shows up and says, "I'm your uncle," is is he has no claim. No, well, but no, but <laughs> He Man advocates to yeah. him, right? Yeah. Meh. It's also a cartoon with a magic sword and I know robots. Can we talk about how awesome Tila is? <laughs> Tila's still oh, awesome. And yeah. Evelyn, who's this Lynn now? Yeah, oh. she's not evil anymore. Evelyn. <laughs> the uh, the voice casting in this, I know some of it's stunt casting a little bit, but everybody did a really good job. Yeah, I I like only sort of noticed the fact that Tila is a completely different actress in this. Yeah. Oh, it's not. Not uh, Buffy anymore. No, it's uh, what's her face, the uh, Supergirl from the TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Melissa Benoist. I want to say Benoist. Benoist. It It looks like you want to. I want to say it's Benoist because it's. I thought it was Benoist too, but it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I've only ever seen it written. Yeah. The interesting thing is, talk show one time. I'm almost Benoist or something. I'm almost certain you brought this up in a news thing like three years ago when they, when they like, switched st- over the voice when they probably. started working yeah. on it. I want to say it's something that it wasn't like a bad thing. It was like scheduling and for yeah. because what's her face uh, was on a TV show and like that I think un- has now been canceled. Mm. But at the time she was like a main actor on it. So now I need to get the Sorceress Tila figure, which I know exists. So I just have to find it. Yep. I need to get Snake Sorceress. Snake Sorceress, yep. And I need to get Havoc Sorceress Tila. Yep. <laughs> and then when she combines, she kind of looks similar to the Sorceress. Well, has, well no, but hmm. when they're like making out in the beam, she's got like armor on it. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like the, the, the Wonder Woman But, armor. you know, for Almost, the sake yeah. of my wallet, <laughs> because I also want... The, the goddess fight at the end of the first one. I want to get the, the evil Lynn goddess and yeah, the... that one was a... That's a they're so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Campbell has that one. Yeah. They're too pricey. But anyway, I have like, the women of Motu on my shelf now. Nice. <laughs> uh, I have that, yeah. The sorceress, evil Lynn, and the regular See, And I also feel like, again, because of the five-episode quest, or the five-episode thing, I feel like the whole quest to... to reinstate preternia should have taken longer now i part of me thinks that like because she unleashed snake magic again that that opens the door for those guys at some point possibly that's what i thought actually where things were gonna go in this season not where things went with the end of the season can we start a petition to get kevin smith to to make the same show only spread it over 10 episodes (laughs) release the kevin cut Which doesn't exist, but still. <laughs> um, so with everything that was, you know, I like the. Uh, so when we get to the end, when she does bring back Petronia, mm. and then uh, the sorceress got to go. The sorceress like, got to Ma. go. Uh, we get to see King Randor come and ghost Ghost Randor fight. That we was get to sweet. See ghost, uh, some of the Ghost Masters of the universe. Yeah, that fight. was cool. Yeah, um, the whole beginning sequence where they go to. The underworld to yeah. save their souls. That was cool. That was cool. And when, when King Randor had his Iron Man armor on. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, the, the Gruldor. I yeah, liked, I was like, ah, look who's canon. <laughs> I like when Man at Arms is like, oh, it's me, Man at Arms, yeah. your friend. Remember, we, we we had adventures across the universe. 
So did they have a version of the of I of was the like, live action movie? The live action movie's canon. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. I also love how uh he and Orko did not get along. Yeah, no. I love how kept calling Orko short. Yeah. <laughs> I I really liked the interaction between those two. That was really funny. Um It's really interesting that the way he was able to uh rebuild the power sword by just topping a tuning fork on it a bunch of times. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Too short. <laughs> um and then beat up the horde guys. Yeah. <laughs> Between the it's great that Orko's like leveled up. Yeah, I love like Orko. He's a real wizard now. Yeah. Orko's Not always up his spells. He's always been one of my favorite characters yeah. uh in in He Man. Ooh, we got to see a different armor on He Man this time. He got a mullet cut. He had the power suit, like the power armor oh, yeah. thing going on. And... For like two seconds. But when he attacked <laughs> Snake Mountain. Yeah. Then... It would have been nice to have more of, uh, what's her name, who's the new man at arms. Yep. Because she barely got to be in it. Um, uh, yeah, it's just way too rushed. That's that's my, my main criticism, it's way too rushed. So much good stuff. And I'm glad he still packed all the good stuff in there. But it was just it was just way too rushed. Um, and then, of course, the the end credit scene. Are we getting well, there yet? Yeah. So before we get to the end <laughs> credit, we get to the Skeletor's memory. When they're unlocking, and we see the sequence that was almost a re- complete recreation from the He Man Shira movie. Oh, where right, where he when, grabs when, the Havoc Staff. Steal... No, when oh, when, when they steals when he steals the Adora. Yeah, and makes them all forget. I watched that and I was like, Oh, yeah. Shira! As as that, Shira, like, Shira, Shira, Shira. So that's in like the second or third episode yeah and it was before we recorded tales from the collective verse and brent and ed were at my house i'm like have you guys started watching it and oh we're just like oh well hurry up because there's stuff we need to talk about i know i'm like oh my god adora yay <laughs> so and they're taking bit uh, some good beats from well, i really liked Ho- i really liked hordak too the hordak was well done He's not, he was, you know, as much as we thought he's dead, clearly he's not. Oh, no, there's oh, there's many Kordaks. And we get to see, well, no, that's the same one. You saw him, he's recovering. He's got oh. a big gash in his chest. Yeah, that's true. The sword, where, where, where he got stabby-stabbed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got Adora as his, like, evil guard there. Possibly. No, it's her. I know. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that has to be her. They're bringing Shira into this. Yeah. I hope what it's more than. I hope they don't do that in five episodes. Oh, Kevin okay. Smith, if you're listening. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening. Netflix, if you're listening, come on. Forget the algorithm. We need this to be a little bit longer than five episodes. Yes. Please. Jeez. Well, and it's been on the top ten TV series since it released. I need like to reread Netflix, that so. comic with the. What what what's her horde name in that comic? It starts with a D. Despera? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I need to reread that. So, speaking of which, um, because you and I had a discussion about this a while ago. Wondering how the rights work. Yeah, which is the the possible problem, but maybe it's not as complicated because I've been digging into this for a while and I just brought them back up on my phone. Good. So, here's where it gets... It gets wonky. Okay. Is the one thing that is assured of in this case is the rights to Shira are owned by DreamWorks. Okay. Which is a subsidiary of Universal Pictures. Okay. Okay. Keep this in mind. Okay. So, according to a chunk of people, Mattel still owns the He Man franchise but does not own shira okay it for at some point it got split off and then sold off separately however there are a number of claims and mattel doesn't seem to come out and want to straighten these out or anything no. why would they that mattel has the license to the characters but actually sold off the property years ago to universal <laughs> Okay. Which would mean there would be no problem if oh. that is the case. Um, the details in that is that Mattel has right of first refusal. Like they can uh, up until next year, like either this year or next year on He-Man product. Like 
they basically Universal has to go, do you want to make He-Man toys still? Mattel goes, yep, and they can make them. Or if they say no, they can farm them off to other companies. Okay. So if Universal owns He-Man, She-Ra all together, and Mattel is licensing it, it's only for another, and they don't renew, or Hasbro comes along and offers them more... In theory, we could yes. live in a world where Hasbro starts making He-Man toys. Yes, that's interesting. Um, Considering how much of of a cash cow originally He-Man was for Mattel, it was yes. like a big thing for them. Now, part of me feels that this might actually be like as weird as it sounds. That might more likely be the case because the the obvious hint that Shira is going to show up in the next season. Or instead of, like, you and I thought maybe there are loopholes around, like the yeah. Quicksilver, like, Scarlet like, Witch in yes, both. Yes, like, yeah, one of those, like, okay, you've got the license for She-Ra and the Horde and all that yeah. on this planet in this like, in the She-Ra story. But as part of the He-Man franchise, like, He-Man and the and like, Hordak and some of the Horde characters, they're also part of that, but yeah. not on that planet. Hordak is the weird one is like yeah. he seems there's seem, nobody ever seems to question who has the rights to that. He can just show up wherever the hell he wants apparently. Who's Hordak? Yeah. He's bad. I, I I'm I'm curious because I'd like to she should be his part of the story because it adds something to it, yeah. especially if they're doing it like that comic book run that we all read and really enjoyed, mm-hmm. which it appears to at least be informing this. It'd I be awesome. Of, for, like, had this been a 10 episode season, um I could have seen the Shira story being worked into those ten episodes, yeah, and the her sort of power being what cures everybody instead of the modified yep. He Man sword. Because doesn't well, that was one of the powers in her yeah. sword, wasn't it, to be able to heal? Yeah, like they they take out Hordak because like, girls don't kill; they only too. heal. Yeah. Well, to be fair, in the He Man cartoon and Shira. Nobody uses their sword for their <laughs> Nobody dies, yeah. Of slashing and stabbing. hitting a robot. Yeah, yeah only robots. Robot. But even then, He-Man throws them more than he actually yeah. stabs them. She, I think, hit a few robots in her day. Oh, oh, okay. So that's one of the Easter eggs I wanted to point out, okay. is those big machines that come up at the end. Yes. A lot of them come out of, like, old He-Man cartoons. Like, they're jazzed up, but the general models are out of, like, old He-Man and She-Ra cartoons. Also... We saw a Rock Lord. Yeah. Or is that what they're called? <laughs> Something like that. Aren't Rock Rock Lords are GoBots. Were they? Yeah, but they're they like, I know straight. what you're talking yeah. about. Bol- <laughs> I think his name is Boldar. Yeah. Brent was like, so now he's in Paternia and everybody's going to be like, who the hell's that guy? <laughs> no, he's not in Paternia because Paternia, it was gone when he was when he died. No, but doesn't he show up in the, the big image in the, oh, the sky waving at everybody? Like, <laughs> Who's the Rock? <laughs> Everybody's, did and, you invite him? Just if, smile and wave. If you live on another planet and you're not Eternia, do you go to the to Paternia, which is the Eternian? Heaven? I think it's because Eternia is the center of the universe. Yeah, well, that's what they think. Yeah, well. Clearly, Earth's the center of the universe. <laughs> I did like that they emphasized the queen was an alien. A yeah, couple times they mentioned yeah. it. Which they didn't say from Earth. They just said oh, an alien. Oh, sorry, my First mistake. One. His name is Stonedar. 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 He's Stonedar. There's Because they can't call him Stonar. Stonar. Or Stoner. Stonar. 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 <laughs> he likes the Grateful Dead. <laughs> um, the other guy is Rockon. Rockon. Rockon and Stonedar. <laughs> Doesn't mean rock hard. Party time. Train, <laughs> high on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Grayskull, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so yeah, overall, two thumbs up. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I we'll watch again. Yes. Now I have to buy a whole bunch of Tila's. <laughs> Maybe we'll start showing up at the at the dollar store. Like oh, that would be awesome. Like eventually. Yeah, so now I have a Shira, a Catra, a Frosta, a Evelyn, Sorcerer's Evelyn, and uh, a Tila. Because I got, I'm missing Shadow Weaver from that line. Oh, they, yeah, they, they did a Shadow Weaver, and I, th- and then the new Sorceress, the Tila Sorceress one. That's the other one I'm looking out for. I'm hoping it shows up on the auction site. That's the one problem with this line is we haven't really gotten a lot many of the new releases up here on this side of the border. 
in yeah. multiple waves. I saw the Evil Inn goddess uh, figure when we went to um, the toy show in uh, Chicago, but I think it was like a hundred US, and she was like abs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, she's yeah, she's jacked, and I, I liked her, but I would, I think, I need to have the Tila. I, I don't want to just have one. Yeah. So. I did not get her. Also, she was a hundred bucks US, which was a good chunk of my budget. Yeah. <laughs> what you looking up, Brent? Uh, I was looking up our Patreon. Oh, good. Because okay. we were we're coming to that part of the show. Yes, we are. Um, yeah. So uh, if you liked uh, Revelations, the Revolution is probably going to be much like what we've said. You'll you'll like it, but it goes by pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and with that, we come towards uh, the end of this episode, which means Patreon shoutouts. Uh, Patreon.com slash TrueNorthNerds, where Woo. you can uh, give us $3 to help us pay the uh, the licensing for our music. And all, all of these bills are coming up within the next two months, actually. Mm. Um, and uh, for our hosting and all that sort of stuff. Uh, with that in mind, if you can't financially help us out, we completely understand. You can just do us a nice thing and, like, when you see the link to this episode come up, share it with your friends who are nerdy because you probably have friends who are nerdy and would like us. Or, and uh, rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Yes, Give us please. a good review. Give us some more reviews. Yes. So the the more of that sort of stuff the the better off we shall all be we get into the algorithm um so <laughs> thanks go out to drew karina alex uh rex who is uh the voice you hear at the end of each episode team woods uh who created truenorthnerds.com and uh i couldn't get into the patreon mike yes I was like, "Are you? Do you have all this memorized?" Pretty much. We don't. Uh, we we would like to grow our patrons as, as well. So feel free to share this. Yes. Um, as well, if you're coming to this episode via uh, a guest on our most recent uh, Patreon exclusive, but that we made free, uh, the uh, the latest is- issue or episode, episode of Listen to This uh, with our good friend Nate Milton uh, debuted this week. We we put it out for free just to like you know encourage people to check us out. And uh, normally that is a behind the paywall show, but we put it out for free. However, if you are a Patreon right now, you get the uncut version of that episode in grainy video format. It's a video. Because we recorded it on Skype, so it records it as a video. So I posted the video version up for our patrons as an exclusive ah, cool. to say thank you. And then the free version is just the audio. Nice. Yep. So That's uh, nice. Yeah. It uh, it uh, this week uh, or that episode is uh, Alex and I talking to Nate about uh, the Outcast compilation album. Uh, Big Boy and Dre present Outcast, which is. Not our greatest hits, but it sort of caught you up to where Outcast was in their career at that point, and uh, it was it was a good talk with Nate. You find out what other music Nate likes and why he likes this particular Outcast album, and uh, which uh, Canadian musician he uh, could do without hearing. <laughs> and it's not Nickelback. <laughs> so yes. Um, with that, Geek Picks, anybody want to go first? I can go first if you want. Sure. Um, I started watching, and I think we talked about this on the podcast, but I hadn't watched it yet, but I started watching, um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, uh, on Disney Plus, and, uh, it is excellent. I don't know, I think we mentioned it that, have you seen it, Ryan? Yes. Or did Kevin watch it? it? Yeah. I haven't finished it yet. I think I'm only two episodes in. And um, it's just like the books. The books are fantastic. The show is fantastic. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, Jason Manzukis is Mr. D on it. Oh, okay. So have you finished <laughs> this show? No, I think I'm only two or three episodes in. Good, because Kevin and I have been waiting for you guys to be watching it and catch up so we can talk about it on an episode. Oh, okay. And it just finished this week, so it's perfect. Yeah, finish I'll finish next episode. I probably will because I am quite enjoying it. And uh, it made me think that I need to buy those books for my nephew for his birthday or something. Uh, also, my niece would enjoy them too, I bet. Maybe I get them for both of them. Um, and I should reread them. So, they're such good books. 
Anyway, if you like Greek mythology, if you have any interest in Greek mythology, if you have kids who are interested in Greek mythology, the books are, are around uh, ages 11, or I think they said 9 or 10 to about 14-ish is the age range. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm way older than that, and I read them and liked them uh, by Rick Riordan. Or if you have Disney+, Plus, um, watch the show, although I also strongly encourage reading the books. <laughs> so yeah, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Sweet. Ryan. Uh, I'm going to stick on the He-Man theme, and there was a recent, uh, f- I want to say it's a four-issue miniseries put out by Dark Horse mm-hmm. called Masters of the Universe, The Forge of Destiny, uh, where we get to uh, more interactions. It's early adventures, young young Adam, uh, early on as He-Man. He-Man's like, for, it's kind of after He-Man's first couple of appearances. And uh, we get to go out to this island that Brent mentioned earlier where the blue-skinned people live and find out about them because they're like a very uh, technology-based people of Eternia where like the, you know, Randor and Eternia and those guys are all more magic-based and now they've got like a peace happening that, of course, Skeletor manipulates things to break the peace and... It's a pretty good little run. Uh, the, the issues are out. I think the graphic novel comes out soon if it's not out already. But that, and if you're looking for other, like a really good run of He-Man comics, the DC Comics run, um, which you can find it in omnibus form, but it's, it's probably out, out of, print of print now. Yeah. So good luck. Um, but if you can find it, it might be in their app. Uh, it's good. Mm, won't be in the DC app. No. No, uh, that the DC? rights always uh, that swaps. Oh, even though it was, okay, yeah. Never mind then. Good luck. <laughs> Dark Horse might have something where you can get it through Comicsology uh, or something. Oh, I got all the single floppies. So yeah, I, I I've got them in trade paperback for. Them. Yes, you do. Uh, for my geek pick, speaking of comics, uh, where the body lie or where the body was? Sorry, um, it is the latest graphic novel from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Uh, who usually do uh, crime sort of stuff, and this sort of falls onto that. But I really wasn't expecting what this comic book is, and it I don't want to give anything away about it, other than it's like a small neighborhood, somebody dies, and it go, it backtracks through all the story things to get to that point, okay. through like like kind of future interviews with the characters yeah Uh, it's very good those guys like it they they have the best deal that you can get at image whereas they just give image the book and image prints it they don't have to be approved on anything (laughs) anymore so well it is brubaker yeah but uh it wasn't what i was expecting compared to like the last couple it's almost a comedy almost okay yeah was um, the body on the fifty-yard line? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, where the body lies? Image Comics from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Nice. Uh, that is it for this episode. Uh, you can everybody want to put in their their social media shoutouts and such in sure. other shows. Uh, you can find me on the show and Tales from the Collectiverse once a month, where uh, Snowhawk cosplay uh, Ed Campbell and I. Uh, we talked twice. The latest episode is live. Uh, Brent was on, and we talked about our favorite stuff from last year. Yes. Uh, you can also find us on our Instagram at Tales from Collectiverse. And that's where we to- uh, post our pictures of our favorite collectibles that we pick up. Jen. Jen. Uh, I mean, you can find me here for podcasts. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Don't really do any other podcasts right now. Uh, and if you want to see pictures of my toys. Uh, you can find me at Dolls and Ponies on Instagram. And uh, I am doing this show, and I do listen to this, which is on our Patreon. It's a music-based podcast where Alex and I talk about music-based things. As pre-mentioned, our friend Nate Milton was on the last episode. The next episode, uh, we will be recording at the end of the week, actually, because we'd like to try and get at least the recording done early. That way, Alex has time to... Yep. Make it sound good. Nice. Uh, which he does very, very well. Uh, but uh, the episode that we are doing next... Uh, what did... Oh, we are doing... Um, the theme is covers, 
but it's basically covers of songs that you would see bands and bars do. So, like, if you've gone to a bar where it has musical entertainment, the song, like, the kind of lineup of songs that they do, um, and we have picked really good covers of those songs. I have pictures of you making faces of uh, the bands who cover songs at restaurants we've been to. Not to the band, but just, you know, privately. Oh, there was one guy wincing. at uh, either a Kelsey's, I think, yeah. when we lived in Hamilton. Yeah. That's the picture I was thinking of. Oh, he was bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. So that's it for this episode. We will return in two weeks with... Uh... Kevin's Tales from California. Oh, yeah. That'll Ooh, probably take California. up a good chunk of it. He's... He's doing all the things. All the things. Like. Yeah. I'm not jealous. No, not at all. Er, at least the sun was shining today. Yep. Yeah, that's why I went outside for a little while. Good <laughs> I stood in the window and let the sun shine. <laughs> so until next time, Obama's Day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.